0: Welcome to Force Points To The Point Cybersecurity Podcast. Each week, join Eric Trexler and Erica Pierce to explore the latest in government cybersecurity news and trending topics. Always covered in 15 minutes or less. Now, let's get to the point. Hi, and welcome back to To The Point Cybersecurity. This is your host, Erica Pierce. Join, as always, with Eric Trexler.
1: And in person this week, Erica?
0: Yeah, so let's tell our listeners a little bit of the behind the scenes of what's happening. So we're actually um, here in the Washington, D.C. area at Forcepoint Cybersecurity Leadership Forum. So we'll be doing a few podcast episodes today with some of the great guests and speakers they have here, one of which is uh, Kevin Isaac of Forcepoint. Hi, Kevin. Hey, how you doing? So, Kevin, thanks so much for joining us. This will be fun. Um, we were just saying this is our first time, of course, doing this <laughs> in person. <laughs> So, Kevin, um, I know we have a few things we want to talk to you about. So let's just first start it off. You've been doing cybersecurity, you just said, for 20 years?
2: 20 years. I mean, you know, it started with uh, with antivirus, you know, way back when. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. 1999, I can remember um, uh, the, the, the antivirus market starting to really kick off. Um, We were worried more about Windows 2000 at that time and the the move and what was going to happen to the clocks when we moved through 2000. uh, I can remember actually um, uh, having a big discussion with the press where they wanted to know where every single vendor was going to be at midnight mm-hmm. uh, on in 1999 it was uh, the most amazing mm-hmm. uh, surreal experience when you look back at it now
1: so what's changed in 20 years number one thing well everything uh, or nothing well <laughs> we moved from
2: we moved from infrastructure security right uh, where, where we were looking at viruses and firewalls to information security mm-hmm. where um, you know the data became more important I can remember telling people that their data was more important than their PCs and in 2001 people didn't believe believe me at the time um, and then, of course, right now we've moved through analytics security, where we've seen the rise of the machines, so to speak, and lots of an- analytics. And uh, the future holds more around behavioral security. How do we uh, analyze security risks based on people and data and entities' behavior? So it's been a big change in 20 years.
1: So it's interesting, if you go back that 20 years, I, was, I too was in the industry, but I was on the IT side of the house, and these were IT problems. We've redefined the space almost, in my opinion, and, and now it's cybersecurity and IT, and we look at them very differently, mm-hmm. Erica. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I was actually reading uh, an article the other day that was saying how for a lot of organizations, you know, cybersecurity is something they're discussing at their board meetings, right? And that probably wasn't the case uh, 20 years ago, if you, unless you were a <laughs> cyber-focused company. So, so was-
1: that's a great question. So Kevin, as our chief revenue officer, you're in a lot of board meetings, ours and you meet with customers at those levels. What are they talking about?
2: Uh, risk, it's all about risk. So how do you manage risk? And how do you uh, get ahead of the, um, the, the, the the risks that you have? I mean, the challenge we've got here with cyber is that, you know, when you talk risk, you talk about your known knowns, the things you know about that you can that you can mitigate. Right. And then you talk about the unknown knowns, things you know about, but you don't know how exactly what's gonna happen. And then you talk about the unknown unknowns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you cannot ever quantify an unknown unknown. And that's where cyber, Often sits, you know. Uh, insurance firms right now are battling with how to how to actually underwrite the cyber because you know it's it's a it's an evolving area, and the actuarial science around being able to uh, measure risk is still nascent in the in the in the cyber space because mm-hmm. we don't have a hundred years of. Uh, of data to be able to, uh, to map against it, so it's a it's a really interesting uh, subject. I will say that boards of directors right now are asking for more and more from CISOs. Um They're asking for quarterly, you know, moving from annual to to six months and now quarterly briefings on do, cyber.
1: Do you ever see a world where? the insurance organizations will actually drive behavior in cyber for organizations? I think
2: that's starting already.
1: To get insurance, you have to do X, Y, and yeah.
2: Z? It's like getting fit and making sure you get a reduction in your medical uh, you know, insurance. Right, you analogy, right, yeah. Right, so right. that's going to happen. That's going to happen. And
1: are you seeing that? I know you shared an article it starts, with
2: me. It starts. It's just starting, and um, I think that a lot more has got to be done. Some some insurance companies are underwriting some things right now, um, but it's uh, there's it's a long way to go. Okay.
0: Yeah, I think um, you shared the article with Eric. Eric shared it with me, perhaps the one, about the insurance companies that are now uh, collaborating together to yep. start doing um, essentially rating systems of yep. some of the cyber there, products and services that are out there. There
1: are $4 trillion worth of policies out there already. Yep. I and mean, that's crazy to me. I, I've seen statistics where cyber incidents cause $6, bill- six trillion, excuse me, T, um, in dollars in, in cost and damage to the global economy.
2: I think the stat That's that I last crazy. saw on the web was that about, it's about $148 a record Wow! if you think about the theft of, of, of people's information. For data theft. Yeah.
1: Which mm. doesn't count outages or no. anything else. Or brand damage. You take a bank down or you take a government organization down, it's huge. there's some real yep. cost there. Yeah. Wow.
0: And so, in terms of um, when you're talking to you know just other um, to, to customers, organizations, do you feel as though you know the investment is um, it's more of the investment that needs to change in terms of their cybersecurity approach, or or is it the the actual approach or strategy? I mean, I think so. It's, I always it's trying to find out which which one is.
2: I always map map cyber to to the, the real physical world, mm-hmm. you know. And if you think about the, the the challenges that governments have had over the past few years with. Different types of attacks and 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 the effects on population. You know, when you go to the airport, you've still got to go through your baggage scanners and your metal detectors, and you've got your cameras, et cetera, et cetera. It's all going to happen. TSA Pre as a good example. Uh, reduces the friction for the people who are known. So there's a certain change in 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 the way that you can go through the airport based on your profile. Right. Um, but I think that if you look at the way the way uh, you know governments all over the world are dealing with some of the threats that are out there right now, they start to look at behaviour. They start to look at um, what people are doing. Um, you know, they'll be looking for 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 changes in the way people are acting to to flag a, a potential risk. Um, and I think that that's what you've got to do in cyber now. You've still got to have the systems, the firewalls, the you know the um, the, the connectivity, uh, the filters, et cetera, et cetera. But I think that you've got to add a layer around behavioural. Management and understanding behavior of people and when people start to act in a strange way on networks on the uh, you know on the uh, In the environment around data, etc. You should be able to flag that um, because that's where you're most likely going to have your risk There's so much data being created right now. There's more data being created today than there has been in in history You know uh, the so it's getting harder and harder to find stuff because the noise of so much data makes it so difficult to, to be able to, um, to manage or secure, to secure it. So, you've actually got to find different paradigms to do that, um, and it's very similar to the real world, you know, where you've got a 10 million people in a city. How do you protect those people? You can't just apply a basic uh, uh, an, a- a- analytics to them. You've actually got to look for the areas where you think the most likely risk is going to be created, and it's just the same in cyber.
1: That's a, that's a great point. I think it's lost on us too often. We, we, we want to go and buy something. But we really don't understand the problem we're trying to yep. solve. We don't understand the risk level of option A versus option B or protecting a component of the organization.
2: No, exactly. And, you know, the, 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 the analytics uh, security that we're seeing now from various companies who drive huge data analytics um, is useful. But it really is great for forensics when something's happened. They're still not stopping the bad things happening before they happen. The way to do that is to predict someone's behavior mm-hmm. before they do it. And that's the big jump that we've got to make in cyber, just like, you know, the, 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 um, the agencies around the world are trying to do that with people. It's the same thing. So there are a
1: couple of rules in cyber, right?
2: The adversary only has to be right once.
1: The adversary has first mover advantage. There are no silver bullets. How do we get to a point where we're actually protecting organizations, companies, agencies? What do you think?
2: you get back to the risk discussion yeah. and you start quantifying risk and understanding, first of all, you know where is my greatest, uh, my, my greatest assets? You can't protect everything. So how do I focus on the things that are the most important? How do I make sure that I've got a, a categorization of um, or classification of the things that are important? This stuff I'm not too worried about. Right. This stuff I'm a little worried about and this stuff is like impossible to lose. And Thanks. once you understand what that is, then you start to apply your, 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 your countermeasures against the most important stuff you have. That's and, where you focus. And try to manage the risk around that, yeah.
1: Makes sense, Erica? That makes sense.
0: That makes perfect sense. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. We really appreciate you joining us today, our first live guest. So. Oh, that has been outstanding. <laughs> and Kevin has a
1: radio background, so he's been schooling us.
2: Um, Yeah, thanks very much, Eric. You're welcome. Thanks a lot. (laughs) You're welcome.
0: It's always good to know some fun facts about our guests. So, (laughs) well, thank you so much. And thank you to all who continue to listen to us. And we'll be back with another episode of To The Point Cybersecurity.
1: Have a great day. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for joining us on the To The Point Cybersecurity Podcast. Brought to you by Forcepoint. For more information and show notes from today's episode, please visit www.forcepoint.com slash govpodcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.